Hello everyone, welcome to 10 Minute Money. I am John Dyer, and as always I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today uh, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of stocks and how they fared in 2009 and how they fared in the last crash, the coronavirus crash. What, what are they calling it, Paul? Yeah. The, the corona uh, correction or I think the, calling it the, the corona COVID crash. The COVID crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for you might hear the wind chimes in the background. We're on we're on my back porch. Thanks for coming over here, John. And I know my wife is measuring our social distance right now, so Yeah, very intently somewhere. Um no, this is great. Uh we our offices are closed, so we are we're on the porch of Paul's porch, so we might want to call it the Paul's Porch Podcast it or something. Be. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so it has kind of a ring to it, I think, the Paul's Porch <laughs> Podcast. Um, so today, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of go over those those stocks that have done well and and investments, I guess, that have done well. Yeah. Um, some investments, uh, Some, I, th- I think... A lot of companies and quote-unquote advisors try to sell on fear, and they they may look at pushing annuities in right. times like this. Yeah, for sure. We're not big fans of variable annuities. They're yeah. really high in fees. We did a whole other podcast on that, which right. encouraged number, number four. Number three, yeah. yeah. Probably it was one of the first five we did, and if anybody um, – hasn't checked that one out i'd encourage you to check out that podcast but there's some good nuggets of information in there yeah so we don't we don't really like uh those type of products another one would probably be um like a fixed reit or something like that a realist a real estate investment trust which are very very illiquid and hard to get out of so those are again um, someone might be selling you, try to sell you some sort of safety there, fixed return. But uh, we've Rarely. seen a lot of those go belly up in times like this back in like 08, 09. I think those are going to bust again, right? you know, in the next year. Yeah. No, I don't like those either. I, this might be a good time to, you had mentioned last time something about why you like stocks versus mutual funds or ETFs. Why you like individual stocks better. I I love the transparency of individual stocks. Yeah. I always ask people when I first meet people that have questions about their investments, um, what they own, and do they know why why they own it? Uh, and a lot of them can't really tell me what they own. They just right. see a name of a maybe a mutual fund. Right. Um, we like the transparency and. Um, and they're very liquid, so if we wanted to sell out of something right. and move into something else, we can do it yeah. that day, right. as long as the market's open. I, I also like them because the S&P 500 ETF, which is a good ETF, went down you know, along with the S&P 500, but you own airlines, hotels, oh, yeah, that's right. energy company, oil companies in there, where if you're picking your own stocks that should do well in this new environment you're not going to have hotels airlines oil companies yeah the the etfs there's 
a lot of people have done really well with ETFs over the past 10 years. Even Warren Buffett used it in his tr- in his trust. He, he's, yeah. he said uh, he recommended uh, using an ETF. But in in this new market, in this correction that we're seeing right now, you're if you do own it like an S&P 500, you're, you're going to own a lot of bad stocks yeah. along with the good stocks. Right. So... So today we're we're going to talk about some of the good stocks, some some stocks we like that, um, it, and and why we like stocks so much. So I'm going to tee you up here uh, with with the first one here. Yeah. W- which one do you want to start with first here? Oh, let's talk about Costco. Okay, let's go with Costco. Costco. Yeah. So I, mean, I was just there the other day, and I feel like they have it figured out. You wait outside. They only let a, a certain number of people in that store. You can't. There's no line at the register. They make you kind of roll around until there's an opening. <coughs> so you're never near anybody in Costco. They have uh, no more than three. You can't get any more than three large packages of meat right now per person. Uh, I just think certain companies have figured this out how to make this work. They have plexiglass off, and I felt really safe in there. They, uh, yeah, the the grocers like like Costco. I think. What what about in times of recession? Why do you like Costco? Like going back to two thousand nine, because they did well in two thousand nine too. So two thousand eight, two thousand nine, very Costco did well. The the prices at the stores they do a, a wonderful job keeping prices really low, being very competitive. Most of their money, most of their positive net cash flow comes from the actual membership fees. They'll make a little bit off some of the products, but most of their revenue comes from the actual price you pay to be a member there. And so you, I think people realize, especially in times like this, you can get a, a decent price on a larger, bulk, bulkier, you can go to the store less when you go to Costco because you can load up. Those cereal boxes are three times the size as right. anywhere else. Uh, but very defensive in nature. They pay a dividend. They increase dividend. So they reward the shareholder, which I think is important. And they increase that dividend. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if we got the number in front of us, but I know like 17 years in a row they've increased that dividend. Yeah, that's a good point. We love the dividend-paying stocks in that's why they're defensive is because they pay the dividend. So no matter what the market does, you're going to get that 2 3% regardless of, of what the stock does. If the stock's down, you're still going to get that. And that's going to buffer you in the bad times. And a lot of people looking for safety in markets that are down will buy dividend-paying stocks. Right. So that's why they typically tend to hold their value over your growth oriented stock which is not going to give you a dividend they're just going to reinvest it in the company right so they even had a special dividend i think it was 2013 like six dollars a share i mean it was a really high special dividend because they had such a great year so they they share those profits with the shareholders which some companies don't do that that's that's a good point another one i think worth mentioning is walmart yes Great defensive company. A lot of people don't like it sometimes because they, they've taken out some of the mom and pops 
yeah them, yeah but they're so defensive in nature in terms of owning a company walmart in 08 and 09 was positive when everything else was falling apart and they're positive right now i mean they're they're up year to date right so no matter where you live in america there's pretty much a walmart and right. you know what you're going to get when you go into walmart you know what you're going to pay when you go into walmart it's going to be inexpensive for the most part right so when uh when people have less money to spend they're still going to need to get toilet paper and you know their regular groceries so uh, yeah, Walmart's a great one, and and then Walmart sells so many more things other than just groceries. Right, everything. I mean, you can get clothing, tools. I mean, you can even buy pets and goldfish in some of those Walmart's. That's right. Um, I love the model that Sam Walton created because he created his own distribution chain. That was like the the secret sauce there, where Kmart did not have a distribution chain. They relied on other people to distribute and bring products in. Sam Walton wanted his own supply chain, which crushed Kmart. Kmart did not see that coming. Sears really didn't see it coming. I mean, really, Walmart has taken out some huge, huge retailers. Right. I mean, look at them now. I mean, there's no more Kmart. And, I mean, you mentioned last week JCPenney Mm -hmm. potentially being the next one to go under. but Right. Yeah, I think, what was it, J. Crew, I think this week, announced bankruptcy. They're closing. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot more that are going to go under here in the so. next year. Yeah, unless they figure out how to do online, get an online presence, or if they, they figure out how to make the store safe, right. like Costco is doing right now. Right. I so, haven't been to a Walmart in the last six weeks. You have not been? I have not, I have not, I have not been to a Walmart either. I was at Costco last week. I've been doing a lot of the parking lot well so another one walmart you can pick up your groceries in the parking lot you can order and pick them up i went to kroger to do that which is you know right um, we've done that at kroger i like that yeah kroger's Kroger's done well yeah they've done really well yeah i think you have to find stocks that you think will increase revenue going forward in this environment and walmart kroger costco you know, we're not recommending that those stocks for people to own right now, but we like them, and they've been in our portfolios for a long time. Um, and I just, I love the defensive nature and what's going on right now. Those companies are still making money. Right. Right, yeah. So, agree with you on those. Another one that did well it was one of my favorites, McDonald's. Um, McDonald's did well. In 08, 09, me and Paul are drinking a McDonald's coffee right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, th- yeah, so uh, I, I, so that one, I like, they they had the touch screens in, they have the touch screens in the McDonald's now. They have, they were one of the first ones to have the app. You can order on the app and just pick it up either through the drive-thru. They have... Um, and I think it's it's really played into this environment that we're moving into now because you're not really going to have a lot of human contact. You go in, you yeah. touch a screen, or you you know um, you you order on your app. I always use my app. My wife makes fun of me all the time. She's um, 
you know, she, she likes the human, you know, talking to a human, but yeah, I, I like I to do. just, yeah. I like to do it on the app and, um, because I can never decide what I want yeah. <laughs> when I go in. So I just do it ahead of time and, and then just, um, and, and grab my order when I go in. So that one, McDonald's did a, they, they, uh, they were, they were one of the better performing stocks back in 08, 09 and in now too, um, there's still lines at the drive-through right I now. Know. They've been open for business the whole time, right? And they uh, they did the breakfast all day menu too. So I know I sound like a I'm advertising for McDonald's here. Yeah, but it's a great company. <laughs> I mean, when you own a share of McDonald's, you get that rising stream of income from the dividends, uh, but you also get growth if they react and do well in this environment. It's going to help for years going forward. Yeah, so that's a good point. That with with what we just saw, I think there's going to be a lot of restaurants that aren't going to make it. It's right. just what it is. What it is? There's going to be a lot of airlines, a lot of restaurants. So, the ones that are going to that are going to come out ahead are you're going to are going to be like your McDonald's because there's not going to be maybe there's small towns where there's a McDonald's and a couple other restaurants that may go under and there's not a lot of options for maybe breakfast right. or 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 you know or lunch or and, and another thing too. Um, you know, they're, it's, it's, it's cheap. It's, you know, people may not have the income they did before. Right. You know, yeah, it is a cheaper alternative. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's another good one. Um, I know Warren Buffett's a big fan of McDonald's too. Warren Buffett is a big, big fan. Yeah. Before his office was closed, I know the tradition was if the futures were up, he would get an egg McMuffin with sausage and if the futures are down every morning that he drives through the McDonald's, he gets an egg McMuffin with no sausage. <laughs> and I, I think that's a, I mean, so you hit on something there because I, I tell people too, own stocks and things you use because right. you're the first one to know if it's a good or bad product. Right. So if if there's something Love you it. really like, so way back, you know, I loved Apple devices yeah it, the when they phones. had the ipod the, they, they had the ipad or the, the ipod the ipod music with the music because i'm a big yeah. music fan right um i had one of the i had the original ipod it was this white bricky looking thing and i thought it was so cool i had all i had i had probably 250 cds now in the palm of my hand yeah so I bought their stock. I think it was like sixty dollars a share. It, it went up to about one fifty, and then I sold it. Yeah. And then the iPhone came out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a year later or something like right. that. But, um, which changed the whole industry? Right. Right. I mean, the way they did music, it changed the whole industry. Oh, now you have everything. You have a computer in the palm of your hand. You look anything up, and yeah. I mean, it just changed the way we live. Right. So, Warren Buffett, great example. He, you know, buys stocks and things you use. One of my favorite guys of all time. I watched that interview on Saturday. You know, this was the uh, Berkshire Hathaway convention. I think they call it Woodstock for Capitalists. (laughs) the nickname for it. Uh, And still, he's almost 90. And he spoke for like four and a half hours. So, answering questions. So, tell people how they can go. How they can... I mean, this year they could... They they only need to own one share of Berkshire Hathaway to get an invite. 
So there's two. There's there's Berkshire A share and Berkshire B share. T- how much is a A share worth it's pretty close per to share? Three hundred thousand dollars. So for that's one it. Share. That's, that's it. it. And you get the invite, <laughs> and you can go to the party. But uh, yeah, I mean, I re- I respect Warren Buffett. I've read a ton of his stuff. I think he's one of the best. He's obviously one of the best investors of our time. I did think it was interesting how he sold all those airlines. Yeah, that is really interesting. I think it's interesting even that he got into airlines in the first place. Right. Because I've never liked airlines just because the dividends don't aren't consistent right. over time. And and then also because of 9-11, you saw what happened to airlines yeah. after 9-11, the profitability of them. So mm-hmm. it's hard, it's hard um, to sustain, um, I guess, they're risky. You right. know, if 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 something like that happens, like a nine eleven, where they have to shut down, yeah. this was even this was like ten times worse. Yeah, maybe a hundred times worse for the airlines. I know because see they, those I, pictures of hundreds of airlines sitting on runways right now. Yeah, like, like the, how much does that cost for a company to just let air, airplanes sit? There's a huge cost on those planes. Oh, it's it's I can't even imagine. So yeah, airlines. Um, yeah, Warren Warren Buffett, good example uh, of of uh, owning what you like, owning what you know, like you said. Right. I think he's always done that. Right. I think he he was a little slow to react on getting rid of the airlines, but you can't really criticize him for his performance over time. No. Incredible. I mean, he's he's a multi multi billionaire. Yeah, we love who's giving almost all of it away. Right. I mean, he took the pledge to. Right. Get fifty billion dollars away, or whatever. Once he passes away, yeah. I mean, he. From what I've read about him, he lives in pretty modest, uh, modest house. Drives a, I think a Chevy in Omaha. <laughs> so or yeah, a Buick. I think he drives a Buick. Oh, he drives a Buick. Yeah, it's just a yeah, pretty much a Chevy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we, again, we think owning stocks and things you use every day and. Right now, we own stocks and things that are open for business, and things that are are defensive. You know, like like your um, Walmart and your yeah. McDonald's and and your Amazons um, is is the way to go when uh, when you're investing right now. Mm-hmm. Right, buy high quality and buy defensive names. Yeah. So another thing too, I get it a lot. People are trying to get rich and buy dollar penny stocks. If you look at the balance sheets of some of these companies, it's a really, really, uh, you're playing the lotto at that point. I mean, you're really, do you know anybody that's ever made money on penny stocks? I don't know of anyone. I never have. I don't know of anyone that people ask me and want to get into it. And it sounds so great. You buy Stocks that are worth, you know, pennies on a dollar. So you can buy a hundred thousand shares of some company, but it's never worked for anybody I've ever talked to or met. Right, and you don't know what you're buying. I mean, at least with the bigger companies like this, you know what you you know what you yeah. own. You own Costco. Yeah, and and they talk about the one percent right now, and how the disparity between regular Americans and the rich is is getting so large. Right. You, if you want to be a part of that one percent, then you need to own those companies because mm-hmm. that is the one percent of America. That is the and 1% and of America. if you want to keep up right. with with 
inflation and and the gap, then you need to own the the big U.S. Right. Yeah, companies. you own a part of America. When you own a share of McDonald's or Costco, you own a slice of America. Right. I don't think you can make a better bet. Right. You know, you need a long-term perspective. You need some some years. You don't want to do short-term trading. You, you want to set yourself up for retirement and have some sort of goals, which I think is what's so awesome about how you do those financial plans for people, you know, and try to set goals that, the, that they can actually hit by owning high-quality stocks. Right. So if you, yeah, with your 401ks, that kind of thing, you want to have mostly U.S. company large stocks. So. Right, because what, we're down, what, what do you think the S&P is down right now? I mean, we were down 37%. We're down, uh, S&P's down, I think it's 12%, 12% right now. I think Europe's down like 27% still. Yeah. You know, partly because they can't. They've got to deal with a lot of other countries where the U.S. just, the Fed reacted, the government reacted quick, the Treasury reacted quick. That's a good point. You know, where Europe is still struggling in terms of their market. They're still dealing with Brexit. There's still there's so many things. I mean, That's Brexit right. seems like it's been going on forever. <laughs> so, I mean. I forgot about that. So, there's so much, there's so many other factors at play and when you're buying international you don't really know what you're buying i mean a lot you might recognize nestle yeah. um or you know some of the bigger ones like um i, I like i nothing comes to mind for me right now but um i think accenture is technically based yeah. on ireland now but i think they move for a tax right benefit, but i do think that's a european company so, so when you look at these international funds you might pick usually that's the first thing i look at what are the top 10 holdings of right. a mutual fund you, you can see it on any one of your prospectuses and um usually i know maybe half the names on there yeah and then half i don't right when you look at a like a s&p 500 index fund you know every single company um no top, top 10 holdings easily no doubt. yeah so uh, I do think Tesla's about to get into the S&P 500. Tesla's finally, huh? I think they're going to enter this year. That is, yeah, that's great. Good for Tesla. Good job, Elon. Elon, oh boy, people, um, he's been <laughs> ruffling some feathers lately. <laughs> so, but uh, but again, I mean, you're betting on, uh, he's an innovator, say right. what you will about him. Um, he's really kind of flipped how you buy a car what a car is um so yeah he's on the cutting edge of he's changing the way cars are being sold made and what they are so right um so yeah so i i I guess uh to kind of wrap things up here is there anything else you wanted to uh make sure people do or no i I think if if you're listening and you want some help and you're not a client right now you really need to give john a call and and it's uh no strings attached do a financial plan it's probably the best two hours you'll spend during our lockdown here yeah right i've i've done i've done a lot of them for people there's a lot of people that are wondering right now they may have lost their jobs 
or have taken pay cuts. So, you know, they're kind of freaking out right now. And right. I'm telling people I'm looking at, because they're just living in the now. Yeah. And I'm looking at the next 40 years when I look at a plan and I say, okay, well, right now your cash flow might be even or even negative for the next two years. But after that, you're looking, yeah. you're, you're going to be okay. We just need to tweak a few things here and there. Right. So it gives people a sense of, security knowing kind of taking control of their finances too many people just they they just don't want to think about it so let us think about it yeah let us worry about it yeah we we're uh, we're the ones waking up at night thinking about you (laughs) right (laughs) so that reminds me you know who art cashin is he's like an old floor trader yeah he used to be on cnbc a lot yeah, he I do does, remember him. Yeah, he does this song in December, like "Wait Till the Sun Shines," Nelly or whatever. When they do that song, yeah, I think around Christmas Eve. I was reading an article the other day when he was just in the business. It was the 1960s. I think he was working for E.F. Hutton, and it was talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And there was a rumor on the New York Stock Exchange that missiles were coming in to New York and Washington D.C. And the market went on a sell-off during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And Art was trying to sell. He was getting rid of his company's stock. And his boss came running in and grabbed him, he said, by the scruff of his neck and said, what are you doing? He said, they've launched missiles. The missiles are coming in. His boss said, you buy when missiles are coming in. You don't sell. The world only ends once. And when the missiles are coming in, you buy. And Art Cashman said he never forgot that. And I and I know it seems like a tough environment right now, like the world has changed so much and but it's not ending. We're gonna get through this, you know. That's an awesome point. So um I think that's a good place to stop today. Yeah. <laughs> that was that Buy was great though. Buy when in. the missiles are coming in. I know it it is hard I mean, look at like uh, like a month ago, I mean when market was down, we saw the biggest drop in one day that we've ever right. seen in yeah. one day right it was down 12 percent in one yeah, day or a point drop was the largest ever yeah i couldn't believe that it, yeah and that, that those are the days and yeah that uh that he, he's talking about there so right. so we appreciate everyone listening and Thanks, thank you paul and uh keep in mind everything we talked about today all the comp all the great companies uh it's for educational purposes only we're not giving any stock advice right and you should consult your financial advisor um and if you don't have one look for an independent financial advisor that works for an ria and paul and i are financial advisors with royal oak financial advisors in royal oak michigan and uh go to our website www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com you can check out all the podcasts there we got all kinds of um, good tips on there and then if you ever if you want us to look at your situation we'd be happy to do that our info is on our website thanks everyone thanks john john and paul are financial advisors with royal oak financial advisors in michigan a fee only ria who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come.